0: that was a blessing to me. I'm thankful he's more than enough. I believe that tonight. What a song. I love that song. I hadn't heard it in a while, and I love it. It was good, and it blessed me. James chapter number 4, if you have your Bibles tonight, we'll read verses 13 through 17. James chapter number 4. We'll begin reading in verse number 13. Word of God says this, Go to now ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas, and you know this verse, we preach this one a lot. Whereas ye you know not what shall be on the morrow for what is your life. It is even a vapor that appeared for a little time and then vanisheth away. Verse 15. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore to him... That knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, it is sin. Let's pray together tonight. Father, we love you, Lord, and we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that it's perfect, it's inspired, it's infallible. Lord, I pray tonight as we teach and preach your word, God, I pray that you would speak to us. I pray that you'd grow each one of us. Lord, I pray that you'd help us. Lord, I thank you for the wonderful music, Lord, tonight. I I thank you that you are more than enough, Lord, and I believe that, and I thank you for that. Lord, I pray that, uh, Lord, you'll, you'll bless the service, the remainder of it. Lord, I pray that, Lord, your word would work in our hearts tonight. We love you. In your precious and holy name we pray, amen. As Americans, many times we are obsessed with the future. Um, to uh, prove that to you. If we were to put a sign out or if I was to start advertising that we're going to preach the Revelation on Wednesday nights, this place would be packed out. I mean, everybody wants to hear about it. What's the end times? It's stuff we've studied. I mean, people are, I mean, we're obsessed with it. Um, not just the end times, just future in general. We're concerned with what the future holds. And I think sometimes we can be more concerned with what the future holds, even when we talk about our retirement or we talk about different things than we are with what's going on right now in our lives. I mean, you know, what, what, what does the future hold? I mean, I can obsess about it. I'm a borderline prepper. I don't know if any of you are like that. Uh, man, I've got food and I've got ammo and all that kind of stuff. And if we're not careful, we can get obsessed with it. Um, and I think it's good to plan for the future. I think it's good, as even as a church, we talked about this morning, planning for the future. But we can become obsessed with it. Here in our text, man, really, uh, James gives us man, some great principles about facing our futures. Man, wh- wh- how as believers should we face our future? Man, how should we look at the future? Man, is, should we be planning or should we just be drifting through life? Is there, is there, man, is there something that God says and wants us to do concerning our future? In our text, we're going to look at a, about three or four problems And we're going to look at the solution that James gives us to those three or four problems about facing our future. The first one I want you to notice, look at verse number 13 if you have your Bible. Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, continue there a year, and buy and sell and get gain. The first thing that I I want you to notice is that can be a problem for us is when we plan without God. When we plan without God. Look at the plans in the text. If you were to ask when, he says this in verse 13, today or tomorrow. I mean, he had some plans. Where? Look at it. He says to such and such city. To how long? He says it in 13, what his plans are. To continue there a year. To do what? He says it in the text. To buy and to sell. And then he answers why. Why are we doing this? And he says this, to get gain. Now, these are wise plans. They look like wise plans, don't they? Nothing wrong with planning. Nothing wrong with making a profit. If you're in the business, you want to make a profit, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with going to such and such city. It seems like he has all his bases covered. But one time, not one time, this person who's planning, does he mention God. This man knew what he wanted to do. He knew how he wanted to get there, but he didn't get with God first. Planning without God. Now this isn't preaching against planning. If you know me, I believe that God has given us intellect, and he's given us a heart, and he's given us a mind to plan. And I know people who use the Holy Spirit as an excuse not to plan and not to prepare. Listen, planning is a good thing, but planning without God, listen to me church, is presumption. Nothing wrong with what he did. It's what he didn't do. It's what he forgot to do. It's what he omitted. It's not what he did. It's what he didn't do. It's great to have dreams. And You should have some. But I mean, it's great to have goals. I believe all of us should have goals in different areas of our life. I have our staff each year. They send me and they email me. Our pastoral staff email, emails me their, their, their family goals and their personal goals and their spiritual goals, and their goals for their ministry. Every year, and we sit down, and we look at those, and we, we talk through those, and we hold each other accountable for those. There's nothing wrong with planning. But here's the thing I just want to remind you tonight. We've got to make sure that we ask God to be involved in our plans. Listen, we've got to understand that it's easy to forget God in our lifelong planning what to do. I mean, if you're a young person, sometimes we'll have dreams about what we want to be, and I want this career, but what we have to do is ask God what we want to, what he wants us to do, man. It's easy sometimes to forget God in our social planning, things like this, where to live. People move away with only the cost of a house, or you know, or help, you know, or whatever, and we never consider to count the cost and ask God, is this your will for my life? No thought about how far it is from a good church. Man, daily planning, how to behave, no Bible reading or prayer time. It's sad to meet somebody who says I don't believe in God. It's sadder to find somebody who says I believe He exists, but then acts like He doesn't exist. He doesn't make any plans involving the Lord, totally ignoring God. Planning without God, presumption. It's easy to do this spiritually as well. Well, I'm going to do this spiritually, I'm going to do that spiritually, instead of stopping and saying this, God, what do you want me to do? Man, instead of just diving into a ministry, God, what would you have me to do? Many times if we're not careful, we even tend to barge in spiritually without getting God involved in that decision. Man, this first mistake is planning without God. Let me give you the solution to that. Include God in every decision. Look at verse number 15. For ye ought to say. So he says there was a problem here. You had these plans, but ye ought to say. Look at it. You got your Bibles open? If the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. Listen, the starting point to facing our future is to say, God, what do you want me to do? What direction do you want me to go? How do you want me to live? We need to preface our planning with Lord willing. Lord, what is your will in this situation? I mean, that's that famous verse we can all quote tonight, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 trust in the lord with all thine heart lean not on thine own understandings in all thy ways acknowledge him and what does what does he say he'll do here he'll direct our path Man, we, we, we got to make sure listen that we, we we start maybe looking at it this way instead of praying god bless what i'm doing why don't we pray this god help me to do what you're blessing you see the difference there God's doing many wonderful things in this world. And you know what? It's, it's up to us to get up, get in on that blessing and say, God, what's your will? Man, first mistake, man, is listen, planning without God. Man, the first solution is include God in every decision. Man, the second mistake that I see in our text, look at verse 14. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth a little time and then vanisheth away. Man, the second problem that I see in this text is this, presuming about tomorrow. Taking tomorrow for granted. Saying things like this, I have plenty of time. I'll get around to it eventually. Listen, how many of you know and figured out that we shouldn't presume about tomorrow because life is unpredictable? Verse 14 says, whereas ye know not what shall be on tomorrow. You know, who knows what the future holds? Listen, we shouldn't let it worry us, but we should let us push us closer to God. Listen, it's unpredictable. I mean, I, how many of you have ever gotten one of those phone calls? You don't need to raise your hand here because we've all had them before where it just takes your breath away because it's something you never dreamed would have happened. A loss. I man, a situation. Listen, life is unpredictable. You know what else this verse says in verse number 14? I've preached on this one a lot. Life is brief. What is your life? It says it eases into a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanisheth away. I mean, I'm learning and I'm even thinking about this 28-year-old that passed away this week. Listen, life goes so fast. Man, it flies by. It seems like it seems like just yesterday some of us were playing with Hot Wheels, and now we're close to the wheelchair. Somebody help me! Goes from one extreme to the other. Listen, we're it we, we just flies by, and I, I know some of us we're getting older. And sometimes I still think I find myself still thinking I can do things that I can't do. Anybody else like that? Man, I, I think I'm I think I'm younger than I really am. And you can get yourself in, how many of you got yourself in trouble doing that before? It's Listen, life is brief. It flies by. You know, the world quotes Isaiah 56, verse number 12. It says this, Come ye, say then, I will fetch wine, and we'll fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow shall be as this day and much more abundant, as we, approve, as we presume about tomorrow. But then God says in Proverbs 27, 1, Boast not thyself tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. The second mistake here is presuming about tomorrow. You know what the solution to that one is, and I just encourage you with this tonight, is live today. Live today. Man, live today. Jake, someday I hear this all the time, someday preacher especially here in the south because we've all been busy in a church at some point, I hear this, someday preacher I'll I'll put my hands back to the plow. That's what I hear. You know, someday preacher, I used to serve and I used to do this and someday I'm going to get back after, you know preacher, someday I'm going to join the choir again and someday I'll start serving in the kids ministries again and some days I'll get involved again and someday, listen someday, someday, someday listen, we've got to live today. Can I just tell you this and encourage you this tonight? Don't wait to serve God. Man, jump in. Get busy. Don't wait to tell somebody about the Lord. You got anybody in your life that don't know the Lord? Sometimes if you're like me, we may be embarrassed or we just don't feel like it or we don't have enough time or we pass that person at work every day or we pass that person at the coffee shop every day and we don't invite them to church or we don't tell them that God loves them. I believe that there's people everywhere, listen, that are just waiting for someone to show the love of Christ with them. Man, there's people that God's drawing and He may use you to to be the one who witnesses to them. Man, I just want to encourage you with this. If God convicts you, man, to give a Bible tract to someone or invite someone to church or, man, tell someone about the Lord. Live today. We don't know how much time we have. Man, we don't. don't. You could apply this to your family. Don't put off, man, that time with your family. Listen, I've I've shared with you, man, those first ten years of my ministry, I wish I could go back and relive them because I was so busy doing good things. I missed a lot of Caitlin growing up. Just telling you. Man, I wish I could go back and spend the time that she needed her dad. I was out trying to win the world while I was losing my own soul. Some of us, we get so busy with everything in the world. Let me just say this. Take time for your kids. I'm telling you from experience, my daughter, she's 19 years old right now. I would love to rewind until she was about 8 for a minute, but then we can put her back to 19. Somebody help me. You know, there's times I remember having that baby where it can be frustrating. Waking up in the middle of the night. Having to wake up Sarah so she could change the diaper. Those were some long nights. Some of y'all moms are giving me the stink eye. See, we did stuff, we was old school in our house. Okay, I I don't want to get anybody in trouble here. We didn't know about gentle parenting. We didn't know, anyhow, there's a whole lot of stuff we didn't know about. Listen, I would, I, honestly, I give, man, I, I miss those times, man, when they're little. And I didn't believe it when old people would tell me, old people would tell me as a young man sitting in church, don't blink, it's going to fly by, it's going to fly by. Man, I remember my old preacher getting up and saying, hey, you, you adults that have parents, spend time with them, tell them you love them. Go see them often. There's times I didn't listen, Jay. Man, there was times where I was traveling and doing all this good stuff while Dad and Mom sat in the house in Virginia, pretty much retired when I could have been there. Went to see them. I'm just telling you from my mistakes. Listen, if you have parents that are still alive, I'd give anything for this Thanksgiving as we or at Christmas time when we go to Mom's. I'd give anything to have my dad sitting across that table again in that empty spot. I'd give anything for it. In the moment, though, we get busy with life, and guess what we do? We're so busy. We got so much going on. We don't even stop and think about it. all I want to tell you guys is live today. Enjoy the moment. God has given you, man, if God's given you a wonderful family, man, enjoy and cherish those moments with them. Live today. Listen, if God's given you a wonderful friends, man, you know, friends are a gift from God. Cherish those relationships. spend time with them. Man, if God's given you children, not everybody's been given the gift of children. And some say, well, I've been given the curse of children. Somebody help me. Man, enjoy those moments. Your spouse. There's people I could bring up here. Miss Helen testified earlier. She'd tell you. Cherish those moments with your spouse. Here's what I find. We get so busy in the culture we live in that sometimes we, 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 we lose, and I say this a lot, we lose ourselves. We miss the moment trying to capture the moment. We were at a kindergarten graduation a few years ago, and I remember we're in that moment, and I don't know what I was doing there. Gosh, graduations are terrible. Man, they just go on and on and on. Yeah, we're glad they can read. Somebody help me. It's America. They better be able to. You know, some kids up there reading something, like, yeah, that's why they go to school. No doubt. Give them the diploma. Let's go eat, right? I'm terrible, I know. Insensitive. I got it. I've had people. I actually had somebody. I said that sorry, I was on a sermon like this. Somebody actually left me a note. You remember this era? On my, I was talking about how babies are all ugly when they're born. <laughs> y'all remember that? This was years ago. Like I mean, y'all are kidding. Y'all look at this thing like it's pretty, and I know it is. I was totally joking. Somebody left me a hate note on my van and said they're all precious in his sight, and they were dead serious. I'm not joking. They left it on my car. I'm gonna find out. When, and they were. They didn't have enough guts to sign it, by the way. Sitting on my car. Was that you? <laughs> Listen, I, you go to a graduation, and you'll see all these parents. Okay, you're in the moment, and what are we doing? Like that. Like, you're going to go look at those pictures. It's like taking video of fireworks. Somebody help me tonight. That's the most ridiculous. Enjoy the moment, that's all I'm trying to say to you all. Man, enjoy it. God's given you that moment. Man, embrace it and enjoy it and love it. Listen, don't miss it. God is God. If God's blessed you with a family right now, man, just live it today. I just want to encourage you that. We got the holidays coming up, Thanksgiving's coming up. If your family's like ours, man, we have a ton of people in the same house. Does anybody else have any family that can be a little bit annoying? I found that. I just found out recently that, you know, I always say every, every family's got a crazy uncle. Nobody's told me, but I found out recently that was me, okay? <laughs> like, um, but listen, when you're at your families, we'll have, and thank God Sarah's parents moved to North Carolina. We don't have to go to Pennsylvania. This is the year of jubilee for us. Um, we get to celebrate it here, but there'll be 20-something of us sitting in that little house in Clinton, North Carolina in a few weeks. And honestly, there's times where it's like annoying and it's all, four of us are preachers. So you know how that's already going to be bad. We're all trying to make the decision, you know, and all that stuff. And if we're not careful, I mean, we can just, we can be annoyed we don't, we don't enjoy it. We don't spend time together. We don't really value that relationship in that moment. All I want to tell you guys is live today. Listen, with your family, don't feel guilty going on vacation if God's blessed you. Take the time off. Listen, I, I used to feel guilty. Like, I'd be apologetic about it. Listen, spend that time with your family. I'm just telling you, there will come a day where you're not going to be able to. Live today. Man, live today. Learn from some of my mistakes. Live today. Live today. I just want to encourage that, man. Mom and dad. If maybe you have an older mom and dad, maybe it's been a long time since you just said "I love you" on the phone. Pick up that phone and call them and say "I love you." They may not have been perfect. Man, I remember my biological father who passed away. I didn't even have his last name. I'm so thankful that I got things right with him before he passed. I'm just telling you, it just it'll do something for you, man. Forgive, live today. We could go on and on about that, but y'all see what the answer is. Put it off. Listen, live today this third one kind of goes with that look at verse number 17 you got your bibles open verse 17 so don't wait listen planning without god include god in every decision presuming about tomorrow live today here's the next problem putting off doing good look at verse 17 therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin the third issue is this putting off doing good james is talking about the sin of in the issue of procrastination you ever met somebody that's always aiming to do it? <laughs> I always want to say, stop aiming once in a while and what? Pull the trigger, man. Like one of these days, well, y'all remember that old show, Mom, Ma and Pa Kettle? Does anybody remember Is that? Too old for some of y'all? We're, we we watch those old black and white things, Ma and Pa Kettle. and she They'd always have a broken fence and stuff. And he goes, one of these days, I'll get to, you, you know, over and over. One of these days, that's how some of us live. Man, one of these days, We'll get around to it. There's a poem about procrastination that says, Procrastination is my sin. It only caused me sorrow. I know I ought to change my ways. In fact, I will tomorrow. And you know, that's how some of us live. We know we need to change it, but what do we do? We just keep putting off. Um, there's two types of sins. There's sins of commission, those things that we shouldn't do that we do do. Um, there we go again. <laughs> those, those sins of omission; those things that we shouldn't do that we do. Murder, adultery, stealing. And then there's sins of omission, things that we should have done that we don't do. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not to him it is sin. Spending time in God at his word. We know we need to do that. Spending time with God in prayer and worship. Being an active witness. Listen, we need to make sure that if we know we're supposed to do something, and that's kind of convicting, because there's times where I know I'm supposed to do something and I don't do it. But I don't think it's sin. It is. If you know what God wants you to do, and you don't do it, listen, that's a problem if all the christian life was was a bunch of don'ts don't do this and don't do that then everybody you know uh, many of the amish people who aren't even believers many times guess what they'd be some of the best christians in the world because they don't do anything think about that for a minute is the christian life just about a bunch of a list of of do's and don'ts and that's sometimes what we've made it calm bring up that broom up here real quick you can stop texting and grab that thing for me Oh, were you he? okay? He's under conviction already tonight. Hold up, Mr. Broom. This is Mr. Broom. Hold that up for me. I want you to stand right there and hold that. To help you understand this point, I want you to think about this for a for a minute. We're gonna. I want to interview, and I've already uh, spent some time cluing in Mr. Broom on this interview. So I'll cut to the chase, Mr. Broom. Do you ever go drunk? Do you ever get drunk and go to parties? He don't. Mr. Broom, do you smoke pot or do drugs? I'm not asking you publicly. <laughs> Broom, okay. (laughs) Mr. Broom, do you commit adultery? Mr. Broom, do you cuss or use God's name in vain? Here's the thing to think about. According to most people's definition of what a good Christian is, this broom's a great Christian. Yet it's not doing anything. Think about this tonight. You see, Christianity, you can go sit down, is not just a bunch. I want you to think, because this is what we've made it. and This is how many, so many churches, this is how I lived for so long. I thought if I just didn't do anything, then I was a good Christian. You could not do nothing and sit in your house. Is everybody tracking me here and sit in a church, never do anything for the Lord? And if you know what you're supposed to do and you don't do it, is everybody tracking me? Man, we've got to move forward. Listen, we can't just be people that are just don't, 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 don't. We've got to be busy about the Lord's business. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth not, to him it is sin. Listen, it's we we need to be interested not in our list of what we don't do. Maybe we need to ask our question once in a while: What do we do? You see, many times it's the stuff we don't do that makes us feel superior to anybody, to other people. And let me just say this: Any type of religious activity that makes you feel superior to someone else is done out of the wrong motive should be done out of the worship to God. Man, those standards that we have isn't to make us better than someone else. If the Lord convicts us about something, man, that's to bring pleasure into God. That's because we want to please God. It has nothing to do with what anyone else is doing. You see, Paul in Romans chapter 1 said this. Sometimes I I grew up hearing all these uh, sermons on we need to be separated from everything. But they never told us to be separated to anything. Let me read Romans 1-1 to you. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. Listen to this separated, and it doesn't say from everything, look what it says, separated unto the gospel of God. Paul didn't list here what he was separated from, though he was separated from a lot of things. Man, he's the one that penned, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, come out from among them and be ye separate. But here, he didn't list what he was separated from, he listed what he was separated to. He was separated unto the gospel of God. Therefore, if we know we're supposed to do something and we don't, it is sin. That's why the principle of replacement is so big. Not just taking away the negative, but putting something good in its place. Listen, we've got to make sure just because we don't do a lot of things, we need to make sure that we are doing something for the glory of God. Listen, to do good uh, and, and, and to know to do good and don't do it. Listen, it is sin. Because it's not only, our, it's not only are you not doing bad things, is it's this, are you doing good things? And what you think about it tonight, man, are you doing, are you, are you moving forward? Is there something in your life that you've given the Lord that you say, Lord, this is, this is how I'm serving you. Well, this is what I'm doing in my life for your glory. You know, we've all been gifted in some way. And I talked about that this morning a little bit. Not everybody's going to get up and preach a sermon. Not everybody's going to be able to sing like Matt and the ladies, Okay. Not everybody, and we've been blessed musically. I mean, with Jason and Steve, and I man, these guys that play. Man, listen, I mean, we have been. I don't know if y'all know how. Some y'all may not. We are blessed musically here. We're not all going to be able to grab a guitar, and do what they do. Man, we're not all going to be able to minister in the public schools. I call on spending two and three days right now in the public schools in this area, and praise the Lord that God's opened those doors. We're not all going to be able to do that. We're not all going to, you know, talented to work with our hands and do certain things. Man, but all of us, here's the point. All of us are, we've all been gifted something, and we're to use the gifts that God's given us for His glory. Man, some of us, God, man, we just have a passion to be an encouragement and to pray for other people. Listen, if that's what God's called you to do, man, do it for His glory. God's blessed you, and listen, and you can give. I talked about that this morning in ways that other people can't. Listen, use that for His glory. That's what God's gifted you to do. Whatever He's given you, and we used to hear this all the time, oh, the greatest calling on a person is to be a preacher. Y'all ever heard that before? Let me tell you this. The greatest calling is whatever God's called you to do. God's called you to play guitar for His glory. Man, that's the greatest calling for your life, and that's awesome. God's called you to serve in the sound booth. I mean that's the greatest calling that's the greatest calling for you. Cuz that's what God's called you to do. If God's called you to vacuum the floors, and you're one of the families that cleans here. Nobody even knows you do it. Listen, if that's what God's called you to do, man, we do that for His glory. If God's called you to work on security, and nobody knows, uh, you know who what your name is, and you're never up in front of anybody. If that's what God's called you to do, do it for His glory. You see, none of us is more important than all of us, and God's given all of us something to do for His glory. And I just want to encourage you: don't put it off. If God's called you to do something, listen. If, if you're sitting, I said it a couple weeks ago: church is more than a chair. I believe there's people sitting in these chairs even tonight. That ought to be singing in the choir. And there's some people sitting in these chairs tonight that ought to be serving, cleaning. And there's some people sitting in here that ought to be tithing and giving. And there's some people sitting in here that ought to ought to be serving in the children's ministries. And there's some people, some men sitting in here that ought to be serving in the security team. And there's some people here that ought to be a, a faithful to teaching that small group and teaching those kids. But whatever he's called you to do, man, do it for his glory. Be faithful for it. Hey, don't ever think you're second class. We're all needed and it's all important. It's, listen, if, if all of us were exactly the same, what a boring world that would be. Don't ever think you're second rate. Man, we need, we need the people that are behind the scenes. Man, we need the people that are up front. We need the people that are, I think of Barbara DeVinny who can't come to church anymore, but almost every week, man, she texts me and says, Preacher, I'd love to be there today, and I can't be, but I'm praying for you, and I'm praying for our church. Man, God's gifted her. She can, man, she can't hardly get up anymore, but you know what she can do? She can pray. Whatever God's called you to do, don't put it off. Get busy for the Lord. Man, we've got we've got tonight, last Sunday night, 60 little kids down there that people are sitting there as they're memorizing Bible verses. And we need help in that area. This morning, we had a, a nursery. A nursery was overflowing at the ten thirty service. I think it was thirteen babies in there. And I know sometimes it can seem like a oh, I got to serve in the nursery, and it's such a drag. And we even joke about it a little bit. Hey, but it may just be that Sunday that the a visitor stops by and drops that baby and needs to hear a message without being distracted. It may just be going through something in their marriage. It may just need to hear from the Lord and maybe to be in His presence. And God may use you and you not even know it in that room that week. Listen, it may be that worker and that children. Uh, Miss Deanna needs help in the children's programs on Sunday morning and, and Wednesday nights. It may just be that week where that parent can drop that baby off and come in and worship. And they just need somebody that cares and love. Listen, some of those kids too, you know the one place that they feel love and it may not be at home. Sometimes the only place that they hear a positive word and they're in a good environment, even though it may look like everything's okay, is when they come into the house of God. Listen, we need you. This church needs you. And listen, you are robbing yourself if you're not serving for the glory glory of God so often it'll become about us instead about him that's the American church today what do I get out of it how does it bless me what does it do for me oh there was a day when I remember the old saints of God the be old ladies in the church that'd be up around the altar playing most of the time you can't beg somebody to come down to the altar and pray anymore Man, I remember watching as my mama, as I was a prodigal out in the world running from God, man, I remember watching mama weep at an altar that God would get a hold of her heart. I'm just telling you that if you're, that's you tonight, maybe you have an adult child in your life right now that's away from God. Hey, when's the last time? Hey, stop putting it off and do it now. When's the last time you just went to the presence of God and said, Oh God, send revival to their heart. Oh God, convict them. Oh God, get a hold of them. Man, I look back now and I'm so thankful that I had a mama that lived today and prayed for me even when I didn't want to hear it. That encouraged me even when she, man, when I wasn't accepting it. Man, that made a difference in my life. All I'm saying is this. If you know God's wanting you to do something, don't put it off anymore. Man, I believe there's some young men even sitting in our church that God's called to preach and He wants you to be a preacher. And sometimes we put it off. Can I just say this? Surrender. Hey, don't put it off anymore, man. Move forward for the glory of God. Some young people, my goal is we, we, we've got guys moving here so we can send them out. My goal is to have some homegrown people that we can send to the mission field someday. When I think of even Lindsay and Caitlin tonight are in another country serving, Man, I, I, I'd love to see some of our young people say, you know what, I want to do that with my life. I'm not going to put it off. And let me just say this, the, the two most miserable people in the world are those who aren't called that do go and those who are called that don't. I'm just telling you tonight. Man, some of us need to decide we're going to not put off doing good. Maybe something like this. Those are big things. Maybe the little things. When you know you need to send that text message, encourage that person. When you know mate, you need to make that visit, go see that person. I can only make so many. Man, our staff, we, man, we spend two days a week many times trying to go see different folks and encourage, you know, sometimes just that phone call you make, just that text message, the Lord lays somebody on your heart, Man, people are having a hard time. People are going through stuff. It, you're not bothering them saying, hey, I love you and I prayed for you today. Don't quit. Move forward. Hey, don't put it off when God tells you to do those things. Just some things. We'll finish this some other time. But I want you to think about that. Putting off doing good. Is there something God's told you to do and you know it? But you've been putting it off? Maybe it's this one. Maybe you need to forgive somebody. That's another mistake I made. I held on to some grudges for a long, long time. And I've told you this. It didn't hurt that person. Guess who It hurt me one of the best days of my life when I finally forgave that person you know we get so we get so bent over some of the dumbest stuff sometimes don't we man we hold we hold on to stuff man I'm thankful tonight our savior's not like that I'm thankful when he looks at me man he forgives me over and over and over again great marriages you know what they're built on y'all listen to me tonight church great marriages are built on people that learn to forgive each other over and over again great churches are built on people that learn to forgive each other over and over again Great organizations of any kind are built on people that learn how to forgive each other over and over again. Don't put off doing good. Tonight we're going to have uh, just a special prayer. And I'm not going to ask you to come forward, Miss Helen, but we're going to pray for you tonight. We're going to pray uh, for her. We're going to pray for the building stuff that we talked about this morning. Maybe some of us just need to give it to the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Let's stand our feet. This, this author's open. If you need a place to pray, let's lift up the Millsap family, either at your seat or at the author's. Matt Singh.